Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello and welcome to another edition of Reach for Hope, a community-based coalition that works towards prevention of suicide here in Utah. I'm Melissa Anderson. You've no doubt heard of Race for the Hope uh, for breast cancer, or Race for the Cure for breast cancer, but you, have you ever heard of Racing for Hope? Uh, the Nucitelli family is excited to be a part of Reach for Hope team, especially when it comes to never giving up and the race against suicide. I'd like to welcome Nick Nucitelli and his son Tuscan and daughter Sienna. Thanks for coming and sharing us on the show today. Uh, Nick, tell us about Race Ready Motorsports and how long you've been driving race cars. Um, so Race Ready Motorsports is something that uh, my wife and I uh, thought up just a little over a year and a half ago before COVID happened and uh, we teach kids uh, the importance of safety, focus, and confidence. And all those three things really go hand in hand into making sure that you're you're comfortable and ready to be on the track, mm-hmm, that's mentally what, prepared. So how did you come up with Race Ready Motorsports? Is that a, 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 a you name you thought up or what uh i've always i've always had a terminology uh that i that i tell the kids um once they get into the car is i want them to be race ready meaning ready to go out there and win and ready to go out there and compete on the highest level possible um so it's something that that just came to mind um and and we've had some friends and and i've always kind of shared that as as my as my nickname for doing things in racing is let's get race ready yeah, there you go, yeah. on the spot. And now your son and your daughter are racing, but yes. the size of the car that they race is a little different from the size of the car you race. Um, it's a little smaller. Tell us, what are bandoleros? Okay, so bandoleros are purpose-built race cars. They're very safe. Obviously, uh, my wife wouldn't allow me to put children into cars that, that drive at high speeds unless they're very safe and, and ready for the track. But they're um, purpose-built cars that are built out of steel tubing. Um, they're made. The bodies are made out of fiberglass. The the kids enter the cars from the top of the the roof area of the cars. Um, they go in speeds of excess of 70 miles an hour, and um, and they're made they're made as an entry level division so that so that children between the ages of eight and up to 15, 16 years old um, can drive these cars and have the opportunity to be on a safe closed circuit in order to start competing and learning what racing is all about. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, saw a picture of them up there. Tuscan, tell us how long you've been racing now and when you first started racing in these little miniature race cars. Well, right now I recently turned 14 years old, and when I started racing cars, I uh, was 8 years old. Wow. So you start them young then, it sounds like, Nick. Wow, that's that's really cool. See a picture of you behind the car there? Uh, with your helmet on. And Sienna, you are also now sitting in a driver's seat. How old are you when you started and how old are you now? And are, how excited are you to be driving these hot little machines? Hi, Melissa. Yes, I'm getting ready to start my first full season of racing. I started racing when I was 10. I just turned 12 a few weeks ago. Um, I was balancing doing cheer practices, cheer competitions, and I was missing out on a lot of racing opportunities. So I decided to put cheer on hold for a while uh, so I can fully pursue my racing passion. Wow, this is this is really a race ready family. (laughs) 
Nick, uh, how does your wife fit into all of this? And you also have a younger son named Rocco. Tell us about how he's going to be joining the ranks as well. Sure. So uh, first and foremost, I couldn't do any of this, obviously, if I didn't have a strong family. Um, and that uh, actually starts with my wife. She's the one that allows me to kind of pursue these things. Um, and, and she organizes and structures all of all of these kind of endeavors that we have in racing. Uh, she's pretty much uh, the lead the lead crew member, uh, if you want to say, because when we go to the track, you need to be prepared with not just the race cars, but with timing, with making sure the kids have all their gear, making sure that we have food, making sure that we have a, a place to stay when we're there. And she's the one that facilitates all that. So and, it couldn't be done with And she's baby. the one that takes all the pictures on the sideline, correct? She sure does. She sure does. <laughs> all right. She now, captures all these memories. That's up. right. And how did your family become involved in the Bandolera circuit then? So I've, I've been involved in racing for years upon years, uh, decades. I've, I've always had a fascination with race cars and and I felt that that's translated into a lot of um, kind of how work ethic goes and how you kind of stay focused and tasked into, into building something and then preparing it to be able to get on the track and, and facilitate that. Um, so so what happened was I, I got back into racing in, uh, in 2015 after taking a, a couple year break from it. And then once I had kids, um, I realized that, that maybe I could show like the things that I might've missed out on as a kid oh, and give them yeah. the opportunity to do that. And, and so, um, when the opportunity came up, I, I found a, a race car and I, I talked to Tuscan about it and Tuscan was like super excited. And, um, and without, without a lot of experience in, in anything, I mean, we just strapped him into a car and said, go have fun, son down in Vegas. Uh, yeah. so that, that's what we did. And, and he was able to capitalize on that and he's, he's done exceptionally well. And I'm super proud of the effort that, that he's put in over over the last couple of years. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but mm -hmm. I want to tie this into the Reach for Hope yeah. and how he you decided to become involved in a team that helps prevent suicide. How did you find out about that? Um, so so uh, obviously I, I try to be involved in the community as much as possible, and um, I had a I had a past um, relationship with. A guy named Rowdy, um, being in law enforcement, and Teresa, who who actually um, facilitates the program down here, and I I I was I talked to the kids, and obviously I talked to my wife about it, and and knowing that suicide has has kind of like a shadow about it, and that we don't really understand these things, and there's a lot of people that are scared to kind of just come out and talk about it. I, I was hoping that um, my kids, being in the position where we're at, where we go to a track and we have these kids doing these, you know, phenomenal things out there that, that a lot of kids don't get a chance to do. I was hoping that maybe they could be um, voices for those for those other kids out there and for other people in general um, that might be suffering from from mental illnesses or having thoughts of suicide. And they truly have been and are going to be. Nick, you recently participated as well as your children here in the Reach for Hope Poker Run event sponsored at T Speed Tech in St. George. Tell us about how what role your family played in that. Um, that was our first event where where we just kind of wanted to introduce um, my kids to, to the group and introduce our kids to what we what we can help with. Um, we had a lot of uh, families come by and, and ask us questions. And, and at that time, Tuscan and Sienna, they're just kind of learning about what their role is and, and how they can help 
um, talk to other individuals about things that they might be hurting from. So yeah, and, and get over your shyness if you had any, because this is a very important message to get out to people. Now we have a picture that was taken with all three of the Nuchitelli kids in front of the Bandolero. Um, there they are, and we can see that it's a sporting, uh, it's sporting the new Reach for Hope logo right on the front of your car. Tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, another thing that my wife. Uh, really really orchestrated and and kind of materialized with with adding our re the reach for hope logo along with our race ready motorsports on there and it has the phone number um the 1-800-273-TALK number on there so that's that's obviously really important and it gets out there and it's emblazoned on the front of the car um and as you saw from that other picture i have my littlest son rocco up there mm -hmm. and uh he's eight years old and that's when we could start racing um so, so yeah, I think uh, one, one of my goals, uh, you know, this year at the end of the year um, is to have all three of them in a race car at one time uh, representing Reach for Hope and, and giving people that opportunity. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Tuscan, you're on the spot now. You took to the racetrack in your bandolero. I mean, no, you've had done it a few times. We're going to take a quick look at some of the video of you gearing up here at that event. Tell us about how important it is to have a helmet and be buckled up when you're heading out onto the track. Well, you really need to be safe because it's a race car and uh, there's a lot of dangerous uh, things that could happen. And so you have to make sure that you wear a helmet because it'll keep you safe. And uh, quite a while ago, they invented a Hans device and that'll keep your neck in check. So if you get in a wreck, you, um, you won't be able to snap your neck. So, and I spoke with you before you hit the track. I understand you're a pretty good racer, winning some awards. Uh, we're going to watch you speed away out there in your number 66 car. I don't know where you come up with that number, but I think your dad had that number on his car too, so it must be going out. How fast are you going on the on the speed track there? Uh, probably on the speed track, I'm going probably around 30, 25 miles an hour. So not as fast as what you do uh, originally, but now you've got some awards and, and your goals are to uh, tell us a little bit about your goals for the future and the awards you've won. Well, I uh, started racing quite a few seasons ago and during that time I've won a few awards. The first award that I've won was uh, at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, I finished first the same night my dad finished first. Wow, that's cool. And yeah. we have some pictures showing you uh, with your big trophy there. Yeah, that right there is uh, down in Havasu 95 Speedway. Uh-huh. I really worked for that win right there. And that uh, that guy in the picture is the guy who helped me learn the track, helped me teach me the way around the track. And we have uh, some video of your dad giving you a high five. I don't know where this is at, but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I was just about to go out on the track, and so... He was just giving me some pep talk. Yeah. So, uh, Dad and Tuscan, both winners. It's pretty cool to see you guys out there side by side with the same number, 60, sis. It's pretty cool. And now, Sienna, you're following in your brother's footsteps in, in the same seat. Tell us about um, how you're also taking to the tracks and what are your goals for the future like? My goals for the season are mostly to feel completely comfortable in my car, to listening to my engine, to following um, my line on the track, to fully trusting my pit crew to help me maximize my skills. That's awesome. We see you climbing in from the top. So it is kind of 
crunchy when you get down in there. You really have to seat yourself. You look a little small, though. I don't know how you <laughs> fit in that. <laughs> well, my dad actually had to, like, he worked really hard to make my make sure my car was, like, customly built for me because I'm, like, super tiny. Yeah, um, that's yeah. cool. Now, let's go back to Tuscan. You did a little promo for Reach for Hope. Tell us about how preparing for a race is similar to taking care of your mental health. Well, preparing for a race, you got to make sure that your car is all ready. You got to make sure it has fuel, make sure it's all oiled, make sure there's air in the tires. And uh, plus, I have a pit crew. And so that'll also help me fix my car up so I can uh, go out on the track and race. And that ties into um, suicide prevention is because uh, you got to keep your mental health in check. You got to make sure that uh, that you have good people around you like my crew. And so you'll be able to keep going. Yeah, and that's what we ought to do with our mental health. Just like the helmet said, we have to keep going on that. Sienna, what message do you plan to bring to young teens and others by driving a car that's sponsored by Reach for Hope? I think Reach for Hope is an amazing organization, and I'm excited to have them represented on my car. Um, I know suicide prevention can be an awkward topic for kids my age, so I hope um, when they see the Breach for Hope sticker on my car, it can open a positive conversation to um, uh, to um, inform suicide prevention. Yeah, very well said, very well spoken. Now, Nick, I'm sure you're so proud of your family. I can't even believe what you've done to raise them, but I mean, um, obviously, you and your wife are just... Um, happy to to have them out there on the track and everything we neglected though to talk about your profession your previous profession you were a police officer tell us about how police life and uh, reach for hope kind of melded together in racing for hope and why this is such a great cause yeah so I'm, I'm currently a police officer in southern utah um, and I've been a police officer here for uh, nearly 15 years. Wow. And I think to, to give me the, um, the, some of the experiences I've had, um, going to certain calls, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then experiencing those with family members and their friends and understanding some of the, the trials and, uh, some of the hurt that goes along with a suicide. Um, I thought that, uh, being able to then talk to uh, my kids about it and talk to my family uh, gives them a greater awareness of some of these things. And, uh, and because it's, it's, it's one of those things in life that as we continue to get more and more facts about, um, you know, who's involved in suicides and, and is there a way that we can help prevent it? Um, I, 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 I firmly believe um, and, and learning more and more about it is if you have that team and and my family is my team mm-hmm. um and and if that team is able to just listen to you and slow it down to where you can you can gain some of their insight just maybe by listening um you might be able to help that person that day um and and that's what reach for hope is it's just giving people the opportunity to to have a lifeline of communication so we can so we can race to the end that's right. Um, and, and that's what that's what I love about it. But yes, you do bring up my family and I am exceptionally proud of them. I could not be here without any of them. Um, and, and my wife is a uh, is a big part of that, along with Tuscan Sienna and Rocco. So thanks yeah, for bringing them up. That, they're awesome. No problem with there. Now, they're probably pretty proud of you as well as a parent 
walking them through all this. But my question is, is how do you and your wife deal with every time they step into one of those race cars and go out there on that track? Um, are, are you, aren't you worried? Uh, I am not worried at all. Um, I feel really, really confident of, of what, you know, um, we've prepared to do out there. Um, there are some times when, the, when they are racing that don't get me wrong that, uh, that I have the butterflies in my belly and I'm excited, but there is no better feeling, um, than we get when one of my kids ends up at the end of the race and is just, you could see their pure joy just from the racing, being out there and getting to experience this is, is more than anything that I could have ever imagined for in the past. And so, um, just to see the continuation racing in, in general over the, over the last, um, you know, generations, my, my dad raced a car and as a kid, I was always fascinated by it. And, and I waited until I was an adult to start racing. And then, and then to then have, have a third generation of, of Tuscan racing. And now my daughter going into it and my youngest son being able to have the opportunity, um, it's going to be memories that my wife actually documents and takes pictures of that, that really continue on, um, this. And, and as I get older in life and, and have those, those meaningful talks with my kids, I hope that, uh, as they continue to grow, they continue to share the wealth of, of these experiences and being able to then, you know, transfer that into saying, Hey, yeah, we are racing, but we're racing and showing that the cause is for a bigger picture. Right. And the bigger picture is to help out other people in, in the community that we live in with understanding there's ways that they can go out and talk to somebody about it. And we're racers just like we are family members, just like we are, um, you know, citizens that live down here in Southern Utah. We want, we would like to be a bigger part of, of something other than, other than just racing, yeah. being known for racing. Race to the end, right? Yeah. Tuscan, what do your friends think about this um, racing when you don't even have a driver's license yet? <laughs> well, my friends, I have a best friend and his name's Lucas and he's gone to the track down. He's gone down to the track with me a few times and he's always had like a great time. And all my other friends, they've wanted to go down, but they just haven't had rides and I would give them rides, but there's so much stuff to get prepared for. And yeah, I saw a picture of you working on the car there with a screwdriver. I guess you get involved with maintenance on these things too, just like we have to maintain our health, right? Oh yeah, quite a few times after a race, I got to make sure that there's enough fuel in the car, air up the tires, you know. Yeah, that's right. And Sienna, I'm sure your friends think it's pretty cool to be a 12 year old heading out on the track. Have you tried to get more of your friends involved in this? Yes, so bandoleras are a specialty sport and not a lot of kids are able to do it. So I think my family's in a unique position right now to be able to go out and race and spread the word about it. And um, unfortunately, not a lot of my friends have been able to attend the races because we do travel hours away, mainly to West Coast tracks. And um, most of them do follow us on Instagram though, race.ready.motorsports. Um, but I do have a cousin my age and she does, uh, want to get into it. So I'm hoping she can get into that with us soon. Well, you're quite the cheerleader, right? Mm -hmm. For your race dot ready dot sports too. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you had to give up cheerleading to do this, Nick, tell us, uh, what's the next competition and where you plan on going? Where's your travels taking you? Um, so, so, uh, based on our scheduling, we're going to start racing again in Havasu 95 Speedway, which is in Lake Havasu. Mm -hmm. Our first race will be in the middle of October. 
And then um, we'll carry that on. They actually have a winter schedule down there just because of the heat during the summer. So we'll race there from October until uh, March. And then starting in March, we'll actually be back in uh, at Las Vegas Motor Speedway at the Bullring um, where, where the kids will compete there for another, another season. Um, and at that time, I think, uh, you know, Tuscan will be old enough and big enough to, to jump into the bigger stock car in the spring of 2022. Do we have stock car races around in this area? The closest we have is uh, Las Vegas, which is an hour and 40 minutes from us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, the next closest one that we have is in uh, Millard County, and it's a dirt track, uh, but they just don't race our division of vehicles up there. Right. And now this is this is quite the circus, this Bandolero, because I'd never even heard about it till till I met you out there that day at the yeah. at, at, at the at the Reach for Hope race um, speed tech thing. And I'm like, wow, these Bandoleros are cool. So this is all over the world. Yeah, they're worldwide. Uh, the sanctioning body we, we uh, is, is called INEX, uh, but we race in divisions where NASCAR divisions uh, run. And NASCAR is what people see on TV in circle track racing and, and what they watch. And and this is this is the feeder series to, to hopefully make it up to that level one day. Yeah, and I'm sure it was pretty cool for you guys also to be out that Speed Tech Reach for Hope poker run event. You didn't participate in the poker run, but you got to have a lot of fun, right? Yes. Tell us about uh, just a little bit of fun that you that you did have. You got to go out and speed your car around the track, and you got to sit in it, and all those boys were looking at you, and it looked like you were having a great time promoting this effort. Yes. Actually, for the poker run, uh, we went out with my uncle. He has a... A Mustang and we just went all around town getting the poker we sadly didn't get anything but when we got back we did what you said and we raced around in the track a little bit yeah a lot of fun yeah it looked like fun um, it says never give up the race and your little brother Rocco and and your son is now is uh, next in line for this event um, you know it, it just seems so odd that a kid would start racing at eight years old but i've seen little kids get on sheep too so <laughs> it's kind of like we kind of put our kids in danger but it it's really not that dangerous of a sport if you teach them everything along the way and that's the same parallel we want to do as parents is to teach our children to come talk to us when they have a, a problem so that we keep that line of communication open it's kind of a protection factor right um tell us a little bit about you and your son your youngest yeah. son, Rocco. Yeah, so so with Rocco, he's been going to the track, obviously. When Tuscan started racing, Tuscan just turned 14. Rocco's eight years old. So Tuscan's been going to the track since he was one years old, uh, watching his big brother race and then watching his sister Sienna participate in a couple races. So it's only kind of natural that he's he's maybe going to compete with, uh, with Tuscan and Sienna and want to compete. Um, it's nothing that I force them to do. Obviously, um, I'm just like, hey, if you guys want to race some cars, I'm willing to to spend that time and spend that effort in doing that with you, just like any parent would with um, any sport or any endeavor, whether it's with facilitating with you know arts or learning music or anything. I think I think one of the things we have to do as parents is is continue to listen to our kids and then and then let them blossom into whatever they would like to do and then hopefully you have the ability and and the network of people to help you do those things and and we're we're in the position where where we have been able to do it um for a number of years and i'm very 
excited and grateful and <laughs> just looking forward to what what this next um, what this next uh, run will be because I, I think Tuscan will push Sienna and I think Sienna will push Rocco and then Rocco is going to be looking up to, to these guys of like hey what what else do I need to do in order to keep up with you guys and it's a team event um, even though it's so you're singular in the card yeah. besides the car talk how do you plan to promote that it's okay to reach out for hope especially with this reach for hope message yeah so one of the things that, that I want to do is at these at these races that we go to they have um what they call an autograph session where where they put the race cars onto the track and and just like a, a community event that you would be at where you get to engage with the racers and so with that I hope that um, Tuscan and Sienna will be able to see some of these kids and maybe maybe talk to them about some of the things we do but we want to continue to give the the message of continue continue to race and make it to the finish line and if you reach for hope and you need to talk to somebody there are really really uh, phenomenal good kind people out there uh, that'll make it easier for you in life to, to to look for those things and get out of those dark places and we want to just be able to share that light with everybody that's right. Thank you so much for sharing that light with us. And as we saw earlier, there was the 1-800-273-TALK phone number on the front of the car, Reach for Hope. And we, you will be not only reaching for hope, but racing for hope. So I'd just like to say thank you so much for joining us on this show today. And for all of you, for, and stay safe out there on the tracks. So we appreciate your, your efforts. And thank you all for uh, listening. And we hope that you uh, reach out for hope because, you know, there's always hope. Thanks for watching and listening. Have a great day. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.